when I arrived there, the Asian Philips team said, you can't do this, as I told you previously, you know, a woman in this market, you have to travel, you have two kids, you know, of course, there is nothing wrong, but it's a big challenge. And I heard a lot of rumors that they were saying, how can she get this job at all? That was the really all kinds of thoughts. But what makes me proud of, I work hard and it was not easy, but I had really a very good track record, what I did there. And two and a half years later, the chairman of Asia Pacific offered me a totally different, very senior position. And he said, I would be so happy to get you on my team. And I told him, you know what? I know you were not leaving in me three years ago. And you were really telling me something that makes me really very upset. But today is my day. You made my day because you are now offering my job. I was so proud of myself that I could even convince them that I can make it in China. Hello and welcome to the Women of the Future podcast, a podcast made in collaboration with the Women of the Future program, a platform built to unlock a culture of kindness and collaboration among leaders, as well as support and celebrate the successes of women. I'm Kim Rowell and I won the media category at their awards in 2018 in recognition of my continued work as a commissioner, producer and children's author, particularly within the mental health remit. I'll be talking to my guests on this podcast about their careers, who or what gave them their first big break, their successes, failures and inspirations along the way, and how they came to be a part of the Women of the Future Network. Turkish citizen born in Vienna, Bucin Rezamulu is an experienced executive leader with a passion for gender equality and the support of women leadership in organisations. Bucin started her career in marketing with STFA Ogden Services, moving to Siemens and then joining Philips Electronics for 14 years, where she undertook several senior management positions across various European countries, as well as in China. In 2012, Buchan took the CEO role in Sodexo Benefits and Rewards Turkey and in 2018 moved into the CEO role of Sodexo Benefits and Rewards UK. In both roles, Buchan has fostered and led highly engaged teams to deliver new operating models, new product portfolios and digital transformation. An ambitious leader with strong values, Buchin has been a part of the Sodexo Women Advisory Board, So Together, since 2017. Buchin sponsors inclusion and gender balance initiatives in the company, while partnering with local NGOs to progress women's representation. She also continues to mentor many young professional women across the world. Buchin was shortlisted for the Asian Women of Achievement Awards in 2022 in the business category. I am actually only child of my family. And interestingly, I am born in Vienna, but I am Turkish. My parents were studying in Vienna when they met and they were not graduated when I was born. Then afterwards, we went back to Istanbul. We are originally from Istanbul. And I grew up and I lived most of my life in Istanbul. However, I have some different experiences because I was not a good student. My family sent me in 19, 
84 to Vienna for a boarding school for the senior school. I studied there for four years, but I came back to Turkey again. Then during my entire life, I have been in China, in European countries. I lived in different countries for business reasons, like I am today in UK. I am married. Uh, I got married with a Turkish man when I was 27 and I had two daughters with 16 and 18. And I am a very strong, you know, Turkish person, although I travel everywhere, I live outside of Turkey. I love my culture, I love my food, my people, <laughs> and I really encourage all my friends in UK, you should go to Turkey, Istanbul, this part of Turkey, a lot of food, I always cook for them, so I'm a real Turkish person, despite all my life outside of Turkey nowadays. You should work for the tourist board. That was a great impassioned <laughs> advert. Yeah. So going back to your formative years and when you were at school, and I've done this podcast for a little while now, and some of the interviewees have also been to boarding school, and the experiences of boarding school have been a bit hit and miss, if you know what I mean. So what was it like for you, and what were you like as a student? Were you particularly interested in one thing, or was it a little bit of everything? Could you tell me a bit more about that? You know, I was really lazy, uh, to be <laughs> honest. I mean, I had always difficulties and my family was very academic oriented and I was not the best daughter for that. That's why they sent me to the boarding school in Vienna. Mm. I had the chance to learn in, in Turkey German, but it was for me a totally different school environment. And Austrian schools are very structured and very disciplined. You have to wake up six o'clock in the morning, even your study starts at nine o'clock. Different people, mostly Austrian, it was not an international school. Mm. So it was a very different environment. And at that time, it was 1984, there was no mobile phones. Even mm. talking with your family, I was only talking twice a week. You know, it was a very far away and you feel really not comfortable. Even the food for me, you have to eat at six o'clock the dinner. We eat eight o'clock, a lot of things. It's in my school, it was kind of breakfast at six o'clock in the evening. Okay. Everything was a change. However, I don't know how, I got so different friendships. And of course we were chatting till morning times or despite all the <laughs> rules, you know, and I improved also my laziness, you know, I started to study better and better. It was an interesting four years, but to be honest, it was really challenging and difficult. And I was only seeing my family during Christmas times and the summer times, mm. not only family, friends. I am a very connected people. I yeah. love friends and family. It was different. And the most difficult part when we have a small break, people were going back to their families. I was allowed to stay in the school and nobody was there. You feel so lonely, you know, oh, everybody no. is there. So it was tough times, but I think it helped me a lot. That's what I can tell you. Yeah. Do you think that real disciplinarian environment, like you say, maybe that fed into you on your love for travel and being emancipated in that way you know when you want to just go and experience things do you think maybe there's a slight connection or correlation there i think the main thing from this boarding school for me was to meet with different people so i 
I found it very interesting. I enjoyed this, you know, because mm. I was coming from a little bit close culture. We, I mean, we always all together, but only with ourselves, you know, not different people. Yeah. So for me, knowing different people, different cultures, different ways of food, mm. that make me very excited. I think this is one of the things which encouraged me afterwards to go to other countries. But the disciplinary part of the school also gave me strong values. You know, if I commit something, I'm 100% will do this, that kind of yeah. thing. So it really shaped my character, my values, my ethics. And in the long term, I see my leadership has been really impacted on those days, what I have experienced. And what was your first job out of education? I'm assuming, like most of us, you must have done a bit of, maybe you didn't, a waitressing or working in shops or retail or that kind of thing. But what was your first proper job out of education? Yeah, for me, actually, during my university times, I, I worked in the Ministry of Foreign uh, mm -hmm. as an internship because I want to become an ambassador. But after two years, uh, some internships, I said, this is not really for me. And again, my family was in Istanbul, but the ministry is when you go to a public sector, you have to be in Ankara. So I decided to study more business management in the last two years. And when I graduated, I started in a big construction company, service company of Turkish company as a marketing officer for two years. So then I, I mean, I see I want to be more international, you know, that's why I want to go more global companies rather than the local companies. That's how I have decided to go on my career route, actually. And I saw that you started at Philips as mm -hmm. a battery sales manager. And then over the period of nearly 13 years, you went on to playing quite a significant role in that company. And you don't really hear that much anymore where someone has committed such a big chunk of time to one mm -hmm. endeavor. What was it about Philips that you really enjoyed? I think there is one thing maybe I have to say why my journey developed like that. I started in Philips first one year. Then I had a great offer from a Siem from Siemens, you know, this ah, is a big German yes, yes, technology yeah. company who speaks also German, of course, they are German company. They offered me a very good package and a marketing manager position. I was so excited. It was my first year in Philips and I was just married. You know, money was important for me at that moment, always important. But at that moment, you are new. So I... I resigned from Philips. I went to Siemens. Oh, Four okay. months later, I said, oh my God, that is not right what I mm. did, no? Because it was more uh, production, industrial elements where I want to be more marketing consumer. I had such a big regret that I did this. Then somehow I went back to Philips. I said, I really regret this and I want to come back. And they trusted me and they took me back. And after that, for me, it was really a long journey. I was so engaged. I was so loyal to the company because they took me back. And the company, at that time, it was a biggest innovation company, Philips, with lightings, with mm. all kinds of electronical devices. So a lot of opportunities, a lot of development for people who want to grow. 
and very inclusive culture at that time even. I'm talking before 2000, you know, it was at that time as a woman, they were really embarrassing you and they were supporting you. And it demonstrates as well, they give me a lot of projects outside of Turkey, you know, in European countries, then they assigned me to China and even the Asian people, when I went to China for a role, Asia Pacific, business development executive, the Asian team of Philips didn't believe in me. And they were saying a woman, I was in lighting business, Philips lighting sector is really not for women. How can you do as a Turkish woman in Asian countries traveling so much? I said, okay, I mean, why not? I will try. Mm -hmm. So they give me a lot of opportunities. That's why I really grow there. And these 14 years, I can tell you every moment I enjoyed working in, in this company. It's really impressive and I think it speaks a lot obviously to your character because even going back to that situation where you said you went to Siemens for four months and realized it was the wrong thing and then going back to Philips and saying hey can I come back and work for you like that in itself is quite it shows strength of character and then also like you say going out into Asia and being a Turkish woman and then maybe not culturally accepting you with open arms to me that says a lot about resilience and who you are as a person do you think do you think that's true yeah I think I am resilient but I am also human you know I had bad days and I can tell you in some of the meetings I was even crying and then they were saying oh don't become a woman I am a woman if I'm emotional I will show there is nothing if you get angry and if I cry, I cry, you know, I am resilient, but it doesn't mean I'm always strong, you know, I'll take them all, I digest it, I reflect it, I had bad days, then I learn, and I restart everything, that's how I trying to manage still. And we speak a lot, obviously, in this day and age about mentors and support networks, particularly for women within business, but I was curious as to whether there's a standout moment or maybe a person in particular that you would say has helped mold your interests and set you more steadfastly on the road that you're on or anyone that you has been integral in your journey I think I have few people and I believe in mentoring not official you know informal mentoring is really so strong if you have that trust and my early days I told you I started in a local company in Turkey and the grandson of the shareholder was also in marketing to have an experience. He was just working for two years in that company. And I had a chance to work with him. He was, uh, I mean, making orientation in all these companies. And he was so different than the other executives because when there is a failure, most of the people were first defending. They are focusing on why it happens, trying to justify I learned from him at my early career stages that if there's a problem, okay, it's a problem, let's focus how to solve it, you know, look forward, of course, take your learnings, but he was so strong on this, you know, everybody was trying to find excuses, and so he was pushing us so much, for me, it was very interesting, look forward, look for the solutions, there is nothing impossible, let's find a solution. I think one of the key contributors was him. He is the chairman of that company at the moment. 
and he gave it an early stage, very strong perspective how you can overcome the problems instead of really getting lost in the issues. Then later on, I have in Philips a senior executive. He was very senior at that time for Philips uh, from Poland. And he was very disciplined, again, very structured. And everybody was so afraid. Even my boss was hardly asking him a question. You know, we were mostly listening to him. And I don't know how I got the courage asking him. And he was very nice and very respectful to the woman. I was always questioning and somehow challenging him. He was not happy. Mm-hmm. He was really saying, okay, now it's enough, that kind of thing. But somehow I built the connection and he became a mentor for me. Maybe 10 years, even I moved out of Philips, I was still connecting with him, chatting with him, you know, a lot of things. He gave me so many good examples how to look at the business, become strategic, manage the stakeholders in the right way. So I have different people like that, but these two people really make me an eye-opening, I can say to you, and give me a strong perspective how to become stronger in your your leadership. That's what I can tell you. Mm -hmm. And I think also you've kind of spoken to this, but you need different people for different things sometimes, don't you? You want to have advice in one area and not so much in, in another. And sometimes you get that from all over the place. It's not just one person. You know what? Absolutely. And you have to respect everybody has some contribution mm. in your business life. You know, you can't know everything. That's how I see. When I talk today, one of our receptionists, he was giving me some information for example, about the visitors, how many different people are coming. You learn from everyone, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's why I try to listen a lot of stakeholders. It's our employees, it's our clients, or really the people who are doing the business. It's so insightful to get a real understanding what is needed. And the connection is so valuable. If you connect with the people, then you build trust, then everything is much easier. But I had a lot of different mentors and I do mentoring. I believe in this. And for me, there is no one role model. Everybody has strengths and weaknesses. You have to see where you can leverage what and you can take from that. So that's for me a good tool to really develop yourself, getting some mentors, you know. And I'd love you to tell me a bit more about the work that you do now at Sodexo. And also, I know that you're their ambassador for diversity and inclusion. And also, you're a member of the Gender Equity Advisory Board, which is called So Together. So I don't know if you could tell us more about your role now. Yeah, Sodexo is different business units. I am in one of the business units called Sodexo Engage. We are delivering benefits, rewards and recognition to the employers for their employees. And it's mostly digital tools what we are delivering. And I am the leader of this company for the last almost four years. I'm in UK. And I am in Sodexo for 10 years now. And I am part of the Together team. This is a global gender team, which we are an advisory board and providing really the guidelines, the strategies globally for the whole Sodexo. We are around 25, 30 people working closely, then we have subgroups who are working in different aspects. It's mostly about building the right HR processes, the right networks, the right communication, and the culture, how we can really improve the culture in Protecto. 
I mean, we have really a strong progress on diversity and inclusion, but the journey is really long. And we are really very conscious on this and we really work hard as a team. Also, I am the DNI ambassador for UK. In UK, Sodex is a big team, more than 30,000 people. And we have different networks where we get for different diversity and inclusion networks together and really make awareness, train them, develop our people. So I am an active ambassador on DNI. It is very close to my heart. I had a lot of challenges in my in my whole career journey, and I have two daughters mm. who has to go through this, and I hope they will have an easier life. So that's why I am very committed and passionate on this topic. And paying it forward, absolutely. Across all the work you've done so far, is there any one thing in particular that you would say stands out for you or that you're particularly proud of? You know, I told you about my experience in Asia. It was in 2007. I had a daughter at that time, two years old and eight years old. And my husband had also a kind of opportunity in China and we have to decide to go to China or not. And we took the courage all together to move to China, to Shenzhen in 2007. I have to say, I was really very excited to go with two kids. None of them are speaking neither Chinese nor English, you know, and we have to find a nanny who speaks English. So it was a really a different challenge for all of us. And my role was traveling all Asia Pacific countries. So I took the challenge, that's okay. It's not what I am proud of. But when I moved there, somebody from Eindhoven has assigned me to this role. When I arrived there, the Asian Philips team said, you can't do this, as I told you previously. You know, a woman in this market, you have to travel, you have two kids. You know, of course, there is nothing wrong, but it's a big challenge. And I heard a lot of rumors that they were saying, how can she get this job at all? That was the really all kinds of thoughts. But what makes me proud of, I work hard and it was not easy, but I had really a very good track record what I did there. And two and a half years later, the chairman of Asia Pacific offered me a totally different, very senior position. And he said, I would be so happy to get you on my team. And I told him, you know what? I know you were not leaving me three years ago and you were really telling me something that makes me really very upset. But today is my day, you made my day because you are now offering my job. I was so proud of myself that I could even convince them that I can make it in China. That's amazing. I feel like I need to applaud you or something because I just don't know how I've got one child and to do that kind of thing with two small children and then the demands on your time in every capacity, I'm sure, was the most immense challenge. So well done doesn't seem like enough. Is there any guidance or advice? And I appreciate it must have been really, really hard work for you. But is there anything that you think helped you through that? situation was it just determination or pure grit like what was it do you think that potentially you would offer as advice if there is advice for that kind of scenario yeah I think determination was something which is really strong in me to make it happen because I take the challenge but it also you know 
to balance everything. It was something for all of us, you know. My kids has a big experience and they have a big learning from there. It's very unique. Moving to within European countries might be also challenging, but China is really different. The food mm. is even, you can't get bread. You cannot get yogurt, for mm. example, mm-hmm. or milk. They don't have this normally. So everything was a challenge, but how we took it, it's a totally new experience. We were all excited and we want to see and experience this. I mean, we are still surviving. That was our, uh, <laughs> our approach. And we were always united as a family. That helped a lot. And I didn't take any decision by myself. We always talk and we get together and we decide all together, whatever mm. we take as a big decision, then you can easier manage your family. You know, my mm. husband was helping me. My kids were more respecting this decision. And my mother, for example, she was traveling to help me. That was important. And I am a person, when I fail, I don't give up. I try to see what is my learning. Can I do it next time better? Let's restart. That was my my main, let's say, tool to help me in China. But we had also amazing times. It's a very nice countries, you know, different cultures. I had also very good time. So how did you first hear about the Women of the Future program? I have a very good friend. We work together, Rohini Rehant. She's yeah. one of the DNI ambassador globally. Uh, she's been on the podcast, yeah. Ah, she has been yeah. already. Yes, yeah, you know yeah. yeah, we work with her also in Sodexo together. So she introduced me a few years ago and before COVID, I joined their events. And I was so impressed to see this impactful woman who are recognized in that kind of nice atmosphere. It was so powerful for me. So I was really very keen to get in contact with them. And this year I'm with them. So I'm so happy and so honored to be shortlisted in this Asian woman. Right, I have some quick fire questions for you just to finish. So here we go. What would you describe as your greatest success? Greatest success. I think as a Turkish woman becoming an international leader who is recognized and who is really can make an impact. That's what I can say. And I'm not talking an impact, of course, from the business perspective, also helping to the younger generation, you know, on their journey and really being an ambassador as a DNI in UK. Mm. I can't speak English very well. You know, it's not my native language and I am a Turkish woman with two girls in here and I still make a lot of impact and I really touch some people's lives that they can grow in their career and I keep encouraging them. I think your English is fantastic. So, <laughs> And what would you describe as your greatest failure? You know, this question, I have so many times I thought about this. <laughs> I had many failures, I have to tell you. Big ones, small ones and... I, I think I don't believe that nobody makes any failures. And however, I am a real fighter, you know, I never give up. Big failures made my most valuable growth on my career journey. I made mistake. I felt very bad and I was very upset. It was really difficult. And I was thinking now I will give up, mm. but I never gave up. And I found a way to stand up to encourage myself to try again. 
and get my learnings that I do not repeat the same failures again and again. That is what I can tell you. But otherwise, I have hundreds of failures <laughs> I can tell you. Okay. The, the mantra of women of the future is kindness and collaboration. Mm -hmm. What does that mean to you in both your personal and professional life? It's an interesting kindness is really very close also to my heart. For me, it's a challenge because I am a very straightforward person. And it is not easy to be kind and direct at the same time. Mm. However, I am a fair and with strong values. You know, I should be always respectful, fair, and I should give everybody a chance to speak up, you know, and then. So I am a truthful, sincere, and very easy communicator. For me, kindness is, of course, I mean, doesn't mean I, I you should not be straightforward, but you should be sincere for me, you know. Mm. You should be fair, respectful. You might not always agree with each other, that's okay. But sharing this really kindly, giving the right messages, not offending the people, this is really important for me. That's how I see kindness. Is there anything that scares you? Mm -hmm. Actually, I'm a, also a pessimistic person, you know, rather than optimistic, <laughs> I have to admit. However, I know I will find a solution. So I always reflect myself and I said, okay, take it easy and so on. But there is one thing I am very, very sensitive is the well-being and health issues. So I really make sure I always take care of myself, my family, my work-life balance. And it's not only for me, also for my team members that they can take care of their well-being and mm -hmm. work-life balance. This is for me really the key. Health is everything. Well-being is everything. That's why I am only scared. I mean, about my health and well-being. That's what I can tell you. And what's left on your to-do list? Oh, a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite long, I'm guessing. Uh, but no, the key thing is I, I'll keep working more and putting more time on diversity and inclusion. And I want to really encourage more women in all parts of the world. It is my focus and I will keep mentoring more women. I mean, I want to do more for the society in the next step of my career, especially on the diversity and inclusion topic. It's been absolutely fascinating speaking to you today. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're an incredibly busy woman and I'm hugely appreciative. I'm really happy to meet you as well. Hope to see you soon again. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Women of the Future podcast. If you enjoyed it, please hit the subscribe button. And while you're there, why not give us a rating and review? You know you want to. For more about the Women of the Future Awards, network and initiative, please visit www.womenofthefuture.co.uk. See you soon.